to start over again enthusiastically. Uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful Pesach. I certainly did. And uh, uh, getting old is not that bad. And those of you who worried about it, not bad at all. The parasha Tazria Mitzorah is a special parasha for me because Tazria alone, not Tazria Mitzorah, Tazria alone was in fact my Bar Mitzvah parasha. So there you have it, connected all over. The sheet also mentions that this sheer is given in memory of Ophir Agassi, who was a student in Yeshivata Miftar, exceptional personality who uh, unfortunately succumbed to uh, to a devastating illness. And the shear is in memory of Ophir Agassi by his loving family. I'd like to say as a point of introduction, before we get to the sheet, that um, it's not clear what the Rambam thought about miracles. I, I, I mean, we all know that the Torah is first is full of, no, it's not my birthday, but close, close. Uh, it's hard to know about, about miracles. Are they part of the world we live in? Or were they a part of the ancient world, which we are no longer a part of? Now, it's very hard to answer that question. And people, of course, would prefer to live in miraculous times than non-miraculous times, but we have no way of measuring whether a miracle, whether something happens is a miracle or, or not. And we do know, we do know that uh, things that recur, but infrequently, uh, were sometimes considered to be miracles, like uh, the sun and the moon hiding each other, who considered to be a miracle, but then it was discovered that it happens according to a regular kind of pattern, so that we think that regular pattern is not a miracle. Like usually people would not say that sunrise or sunset is a miracle, because it happens every day. It happens all the time. And yet, we know that the Ramban, Ramban, and we'll see one of his opinions shortly, that the Ramban thought everything is a miracle. Nothing happens without God willing it to happen. Now, that's a very attractive position, hard to prove. It's hard to prove. And so, in these parashiyot, in the parashiyot of Tazria Mitzora, especially in the discussions of the Mitzora, Mitzora we generally translate as leprosy. I'm not so confident that I know what leprosy is, and I'm not sure that it is a proper translation. But I do know, because it's related to us in the Tanakh, that you can have this illness or this condition 
and continue to function while looking for uh, a cure. Uh, these were these were people mentioned in the Tanakh, but in the parsha of Tazria and Mitzorah, in these parshiot, the Mitzorah is listed as having three venues. The first is the person; a person might become a a Mitzorah, and the second one is uh, the clothing that a person wears, the clothing, not the person, but the clothing of the person. And the third is the house, the house. So it's hard to understand why the Mitzorah would appear, or Tzorat would appear in these three venues, these three venues. And in order to understand a little bit more about Sarat and the status of Sarat in the Torah, we have to look into several sources. Okay? First, the Pasuk. We're talking about the Bayit, the Sarat of the Bayit, right? The third of the, the order in the Torah first, the person, then the Gadim, the clothing. And then finally, the bayit, the house. Of course, we know that Aaron, the Kohen, the priest, had a role in this topic of, of Tzarat. So the speech of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the, God speaks to both of them because they, Moshe Rabbeinu is the great teacher, but in this case, Aaron is the great doer. He's the one who takes care of the problem. And then the Torah says this, Now the truth is that every word in this pasuk demands clarification. Kitavo el Eretz Kinaan. Kitavo el Eretz Kinaan. Kitavo, when you come to Eretz Kinaan. In other words, the following is something that exists only after you come to the land that is called Kinaan. Right? Why is it called Kinaan? Well, we, we've never really talked about that. But there must be a reason. There must be a reason the way that Chazal thought about names, they were all always significant. Kitavo, when you come to the land of Canaan, talking to Moshe and Aaron in the desert and saying to them, when you get to Eretz Canaan, there's a new phenomenon that will take place. Now, parenthetically, the Pasuk says, Asher Ninotein Lachem. I give it to you, like a Kenyan, a purchase. But then the, the Pasuk says, meaning something you hold on to, holding on. You hold on to it. In other words, you've, you've done whatever it is that you have to do in order, in order 
for it to become yours. Lachuza. Benatati and it sounds like when you read the pasuk it sounds like god promises us that the tzarat that the leprosy will appear in the house in the land that you have acquired right now we know also that Chazal have definitely described Tzara'at, Tzara'at Adam, the Tzara'at that appears on a, on a person. Chazal described that Tzara'at as being a punishment for Lashon Hara. And if we take that as a benchmark, it's very hard to fit in. Very hard to fit in Tzara'at Abayit. Tzara'at Abagadim, okay. I mean, maybe it's contagious, and maybe it, it goes, it hit the baggage first, and then it'll hit me. I can somehow connect Tzarat HaBegit to Tzarat HaAdam, but how do I get to Tzarat it? So Rashi, in this marvelous comment, Rashi, this marvelous comment, says the following, and I don't have a, a way of... Uh, you know, you don't win in this. I don't have a way of making the... Uh... Hey, Rabbi, try something one second. Oh, it's nice. Better? Yeah, I can see it. Terrific. Oh, maybe I could get to do this also. Oh, look at that. I can do it. Okay. Rashi. Venatati negatsarat, which we say means, I will surely place upon you and your house the affliction called Tzara'at. And Rashi says, Bisora hi lahem. This is good news. Good news are they getting. Good news are getting this illness called Tzara'at in your house. Bisora hi lahem. Because Rashi doesn't understand why the post says Vinatati. Vinatati means I will surely do it. I will surely do it. But if it's a punishment for something, how can you say, well, surely? Maybe they won't be guilty. So Rashi says, no, no, you don't understand. Bisarai lahem. Bisarai meaning good news, happy news, something that you're waiting for. Shehanegaim ba'im alehem. The good news is that these afflictions will come upon them. That's called good news. And so Rashi explains. Rashi, this this Rashi comes from the Medrash. I mean, it's not Rashi; it's invention. It's in the the earlier Medrash, the Vayikra Rabbah, in several places, which we have on the sheet. Also, the fee. Shetminu Emoriyim. Emoriyim is like the name of the various tribes in the land of Canaan. 
they're all called Emoriyim, even though there is a tribe called Emori. But sometimes they appear, the word Emori appears as being the name of the collective in Eretz Kina'an. Hitminu Emoriyim Matmonim, they hid away things that were worthy of hiding. They hid them away. Shel they took all the gold that they had, the people in Eretz Kenan, Bikirot Batehem, and they they well they they lived in these stone houses. So they pulled out a stone, they put in the gold, they put the stone back, and they figured that no one would ever be able. I mean, you have to take apart the whole house to find something. Bikirot Batehem, Kol Arba'im Shanasha Yu Yisrael Bamidbar. They heard that the Jews were coming, and that they were being led by Moshe Rabbeinu, and HaKadosh Baruch was with them. And this, this, uh, the, the, because of the leprosy in the house, because in order to cure the leprosy, the apostle goes on to tell us, you've got to take the stone, the affected stones out of the wall and clean them up and change them and put in new stones. That's how you take care of it. So if you had to take out the stones and they hid something behind the stones that you take out. So all of a sudden, the, Jew, the Jewish people are rich. They've got the gold and, the, and whatever else was hidden, just hidden. So now, this is Rashi's interpretation. And we can ask ourselves, I mean, this, what does Rashi mean? Does that mean he means it's, that's the pshat? That's the, the simple, straightforward meaning? It seems like tzoratabayit. I mean, it could be that. I mean, we don't know. Is this a natural thing that happens all the time? It's only that in the case of Eretz, of of the of the houses in Eretz Kinan that taking apart the wall led to hidden treasure, but it happened all the time. It happened even in the houses where there was no hidden treasure. What does it mean that it was entirely a miracle? It was Hakadosh Baruch It was as though there's a conversation. by the people said to Hakadosh Baruch we're going to come there, and the, the economics will be bad. We will not have grown anything. We won't have anything to eat. We won't be able to do business. It'll take a while to get everything going. So, Kaddish Baruch was fantatati. Negat sarat. Fantatati. I'll straighten it out. I'll help you out. You will be okay. Because you're going to get all of this money just for taking out the stones that have been afflicted by Tzorat. That's what Rashi says. That's what Rashi says. I mean, so, so we could think about it. We could think about it. So I start off by telling you, I start off by telling you that the Rambam, I wanted to tell you that there's a machloket, there's a, this is an opinion amongst the Rishonim where the Rambam is generally considered to be the Rambam is generally considered to be less enthusiastic about miracles and the Ramban who lived later than the Rambam is uh, pretty much uh, of the opinion that uh, 
pretty much of the opinion that everything is a miracle. I just want to remind you that there's a Mishnah. It's not on the sheet, but you'll, you'll remember when I tell you the Mishnah. The Mishnah is in Perkei Avot, in the fifth parak. Um, in this edition, it's the fifth, uh, the, the fifth Mishnah. And the Mishnah says this, Asarat Varim Nivru'u Be'erav Shabbat Be'nashmashot. There's this notion that there's a special time that leads into Shabbat. And that special time is Be'nashmashot, right between to the daytime and nighttime. Like this switch, it, it could be very little, but it's its own Time. It's not daytime, and and it's not nighttime. It's Ben Hashmashot time. So at that time, which is neither the daytime nor the nighttime, all of the creations of Breshit of Genesis Parakalif, all the creations were done during the daytime. The time when there was light, the time that there was sunlight. Etc. But Erev Shabbat, Ben Hashmashot, in this particular time, which is neither daytime nor nighttime, during that time, Asarad Varim Nivru, 10 different things were created. So I'm not going to get into the question of why Asara, but Asarad Varim Nivru, the Erev Shabbat. What, who are these ten things? So he said, Pia uh, Be'er, Pia Aton, was miraculous things that happened. Man, the man, the mater of Moshe, etc. Uh, that there, there are certain things that were created. So what does the Mishnah mean? Like, why does the Mishnah say that? Why does the Mishnah say that Erev Shabbat Ben Hashmashot, these objects were created, which were then miracles in the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim? So the Rambam seems to say, now you remember the Rambam's commentary on the Mishnah was his first great work. And there are those who say that he may have changed his position either mildly or more seriously uh, in, as he grew older. And that idea is emphasized by the book written by his son, Rabbi Avraham. His son's name was Avraham ben Harambam. And he tried to explain his father's position on, on, on the miracles. But if you just look at the Mishnah, of the Aseret Advarim, the ten things that were created Erev Pesach Ben Hashmashot, that very special time. You could say that the Rama, or the Rama might say that these things were created Erev Shabbat Ben Hashmashot to be used within the history of the created world. Right? You need the Aton, the, the donkey, Bilam's donkey, and you need the, 
the pit that the people fell into. So all of these things that look like miracles to us, miracles because they only happened once, that they were prepared to happen, they were prepared to happen uh, even uh, before, even before the world was fully, fully created. So if that's correct, if that's the interpretation that we would accept, I think you can understand that people would see the Rambam as kind of trying to deny miracles. Even though I always think that the denial of miracles was the position of the Egyptians. Right? You remember we spoke about it, that the Egyptians were not impressed by any of the ten makot, nor were they impressed by the fact that the Jews left Mitzrayim and were kind of standing at Yamsuf. They were standing at the, the sea that was going to be split and where they would all die. But the Egyptians, after all the makot, after makat bechorot, the, the, the the death of all the firstborn in Egypt, they were not daunted by all of that. They were not daunted. Why were they not daunted, the Egyptians? Why didn't they, why weren't they frightened? Why were they frightened of what HaKadosh Baruch would do to them? It was quite obvious, or it, might, it should have been obvious to everybody that the Jewish people were, had a, a great, great support in, in God. And why weren't they, the Egyptians, frightened of all this? Why were they so dead set on running after the Jewish people? So the answer is that the Egyptians had magicians. And when Moshe Rabbeinu threw the staff down and became a snake, the magicians in Egypt did the same thing. Now, it's true that they could not do the other miracles. But Pyle said to himself, okay, the other can't be magicians someplace. If, if the magicians could do one thing that Moshe Rabbeinu did, maybe other magicians could do all of them. And it's somehow in the world, even though HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I made his heart hard, somehow willing to make foolish decisions. But Paro himself, what did Paro say to himself when Moshe Rabbeinu came to him and said, look, you've got Maka 1 and Maka 2 and Maka 3, let us out and you'll be spared. You won't be suffering that pain. No, Paro said, I won't let you out. And what did he say to himself? He said, there must be magicians that are even greater than the magician Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu. And so, so it means that, that Yitzhiat Mitzrayim, I mean, the, the challenge to Am Yisrael, the challenge to Am Yisrael and Yitzhiat Mitzrayim seems to me to have been uh, to, to uh, become the people who could differentiate between Hashem and magicians. And the magicians, as we know, are powerful. I mean, Bilam, who was a magician, um, 
was willing to create a standoff against God. Bilam said, I won't go if God doesn't let me go, but he didn't mean it. And finally, God said, okay, go. Bilam said, he didn't get to the idea. It didn't occur to him. What everybody else could see in the conversation So I think that the Rambam, at least the Rambam of the parish of Mishnah, which we looked at briefly, the Rambam did not place a lot of credibility in regular kinds of miracles. Of course, it says in the Chumash itself that Kriyat Yamsuf brought about that there was belief that was enhanced by that miracle which was so great that everybody could see it. Everybody could understand. And that was followed by the miracle of Matan Torah, which ended, which also enabled people to see something, but they, they couldn't see it. They thought they had lost Moshe Rabbeinu. And so, Vayamidu Vashem over Moshe Rabbeinu over Moshe Rabbeinu means that over Moshe Abdo, sorry, Vayamidu Vashem over Moshe Abdo means we are with God as long as God is with Moshe Rabbeinu or we're with, with Moshe Rabbeinu and God together. Somehow we need that interpretation, we need that connection. So that's what, that's what he said. So if you think about the Rambam, if you think about that comment of the Rambam and the Perusha Mishnah and the interpretation of the Mishnah, in this case, we're talking about Pirkei Avot, if you think about that, it's hard to know how to classify the Bayit, Beit HaChomah. Now, let's look at, let's look at the Ibn Ezra. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the understanding or the explanation of Tzarat Abayit, leprosy that attacks the walls of the house. Why does the Torah say specifically that this is a matter that will come up when you come to Kenan, Kize Noheg Ba'aretz Levada. So the Ramban, the Ibn Ezra quotes something that's in the in the Gemara, that this business of Bayit, of the house that has leprosy, only takes care of, only happens in Eretz Kenan. Because of the nature, the special nature, the unique nature of Eretz Yisrael, of Eretz Kinan. Because after all, the Mikdash, the Beit HaMikdash, is in, is in the Beit is in the land. It's in the, the midst of the land of Kinan. And, and, and God's presence is found in Beit HaMikdash. So, in, in other words, 
it's because of Eretz Israel, because of the Beit HaMikdash, because that combination is special, because of all of that, because of all of that, we, we, uh, we have to say that that's why it happens. It's not like Tzorat HaAdam, where it's a punishment certainly for Lashon Hara, or Tzorat HaBeged, where it is uh, probably also a punishment for uh, Lashon Hara. But when it comes to Tzorat Abayit, it works because there is the Beit HaMikdash. In other words, the house is afflicted because somehow you don't deserve to be there. You have, or it's either a warning or a, or, or a definitive statement. The Pasa continues Venatate, that question, what does God say? I will give it to you. Adavar talui benetinat Hashem. Adavar talui benetinat Hashem. It depends on God giving you what the pasuk says you're going to get. Benetinat Hashem. That's what the word benatati uh, that God will give it to you. So if it's talui benetinat Hashem, so again we have this idea that it's a miracle. It's it's nothing to do with what we call leprosy. It's not something that's contagious. It's not something that that's uh, right. So that's the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra says it. So Rashi and the Ibn Ezra both agree. Apparently, we're talking about something miraculous. We're talking about something that is highly irregular. Miraculous. The Ramban. The Ramban. The Ramban, in one of his introductions to his commentary, he says, Rashi and the Ibn Ezra, they're the ones that I stand upon. The Ramban. Meaning, in order to get the basic definitions of the Pasuk, Rashi and the Ibn Ezra do it according to the Ramban. And he comes to add to express further ideas beyond what Rashi and the Ibn Ezra said. So let's look at the Ramban. The Ramban says, This, this hints, That is again the hand of God. In other words, a miracle, something special. There's nothing natural about it. There's nothing expected about it. This is something special that uh, that in Yitziat Mitzrayim uh, it was also God God did it the Ramban now wants to explain about Bebeit Eretz Achuzatchem he is speaking to all of the of the Jewish people. It would have made sense Israel. I mean the 
it's written in a more brief manner. It's written in a more in a more brief manner. I want to get. I'm not sure we have enough time, but Oshi Yidaberi Mahem Bemakom Kol Yisrael, or either that, or he spoke to Moshe and Aaron instead of speaking to all of Israel, and they would pass it on. The Yermos says, for this I understand the fact that it's not so clear. Ki ein hakavana ata rak lelamed lahem dinei hatzarat kulam. Now it is God, is the it is the interest of the Torah to teach us the rules of Tzorat, and that they will teach them to the to the priests that have a special role in determining and in treating Tzorat. And Moshe Rabbeinu did not speak at this time. To all of Israel, Rakli Aretz, yes, here he's only he's only thinking about those who will come to Eretz Kenaan. He shamer benega hatzarat lishmar maot ki heim ki lahem tziva mitchila b'mishpatim ha'ele. God. Siva mitchila, where the original command was b'mishpatim ha'ele. These these matters. So you see that there's a strong strong position. Rashi, the Ibn Ezra, the Ramban, they all think that this was a miraculous uh, notion. Miraculous notion. They they don't all quote. Uh, Rashi's medrash about finding gold and silver in the walls, but uh, Rashi, uh, Rashi, the Ibn Ezra, and the Ramban, I mean, all agree that there's some miraculous notion here that we should be aware of. So now I wanted to look at the Amek Davar. Maybe we'll start from the from the middle. Let's start in the middle. Where he explains when Atati Negatsarat, Katavaramban, Lirmoz. The Ramban said that from here we understand Kiyadashenta says, Oh, that this is something that comes directly from God, from the hand of God. Below Bide Ateba. And it's not something natural. Cloud, Lobide Ateba cloud. That's what the Ramban says. And the Hamek Davar that was written hundreds of years later, that's how he starts out. So why didn't the Pasuk say Vinatati that God will bring it upon them when he talked about the Bigadim, right? Part two was the begadim. Part one was the person himself. And because it's unique to the third category, you see how the how the, the Hamek Davar is learning. He says because it uh, it's special, it happened. 
Kilipirish Rashi, that the that they found this treasure in the walls, and that's in Bahoriot, it's quoted in the Gibara Dafyud, who bizarre perish, Parshat Absari Tazria, Ikshu Alze Amaiba Inandavka Avanim Acherot. Why why do you have if it's all a miracle and the purpose of it was to rediscover the gold and the silver. So why do we have to change the rocks of the wall, the stones that were in the wall? That, that's in the continuing pasuk. Mishum hachi yishavu sheha bone bayit tzarich liyizaher b'yisodo sheyeh al shem Torah uvekidusha. He says that they also learned that when you build a house, the foundation has to be made of Torah and, and sanctity. If you don't have Torah and you don't build it that way, then somehow you'll find the Tumah, the uncleanliness sticking to it. I'm sorry, Tumah. It's certainly true for in Canaan because the houses in Canaan were all built uh, when when idolatry was rampant. They were all idolaters. Therefore, it is a matana. God is on our side and going to help us get rid of the tuba in the bite. Like we're living in the house of the people who built the house for tuma, so that the, the, the Nitziv has a different idea about vinatati, about that word vinatati, right? There's that his idea is that vinatati means that, uh, uh, that there's a problem is a problem that exists in the conquest of Eretz Kedan. Back to the Pasuk. Back to the Pasuk in the beginning. There's a problem. The Jews, after all, the people who lived there previously are being chased out of Eretz Canaan because they opted for idolatry. But we say, you can't have idolatry here, so you can't live here. So now we're going to move into those houses. So Rashi, so the Pesach says, Hashem says that I will do something for you. I will do something for you. What that, that something is, I will get you out of the house of Tuma, I will enable you to rebuild it. Now, I know that people are not going to want to do that. So I'm going to use, Hashem says, I'm going to use Tzarat in order to make it possible, in order to make it possible for you to understand how important it is to rebuild. So Vinatati, the Pasuk says, Vinatati, Nege Tzarat I'm going to put the negatsarat, the, the 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 leprosy, into the houses that you're going to assume 
control of because those houses were built on the basis of idolatry and therefore they really have to be rebuilt. Now, I assume that when we just said rebuild the houses, you'd find a reason not to do it. So then the thief says, if, if, if they are attacked, if the house is attacked by leprosy, then everybody is willing to rebuild, to change the, 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 the walls of the house and rebuild it. So I would say that, I would say that that we saw the Rashi, the Ibn Ezra, the Ramban, and a little bit of the Hamech Davar, the Nitziv, all agree, all agree that this is, that we're talking about something miraculous, talking about something that doesn't make obvious sense, and that we have to look carefully to find what it is. So Rashi says, it's a, in Natati said there's going to be a miracle, and that miracle is that we're going to get something good out of taking our house apart. Well, with the, but it has nothing to do with the house. It has to do with whatever gold and silver were buried in the walls of the house. But the Nitziv says it has to do with the house itself, that the house, after all, was built by people who served idolatry, and therefore the house itself had to be rebuilt redesigned, redirected to become part of the new Canaanite world, which supposedly was supposed to be B'nai Yisrael worshipping HaKadosh Baruch All the best. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Shabbat